Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2099. What happens on a Saturday afternoon when two guys, two vagabonds, traveling across the country in a little tiny trailer call you and say, hey, we need a place to eat. You're about to find out. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I have two very special returning guests by the name of Tom Carter and Michael Allen Ross. Tom, Michael, welcome back to Cars Yeah. Do you guys have any gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? <laughs> oh, how are you doing, Mark? Good, good. Hey, Mark, we're ready. We're more than ready. We're, we're, we're we, yeah, we're on a, we're on a roll. On a roll. <laughs> yeah. Th- this, for you listeners, just a little heads up. This is going to be a little interesting. Two characters here. You've heard them on the show before. And, you know, I wanted to go back real quickly because Tom was, the first one on this show, Michael, he was guest number 119. We're up to 2095 now. That was back in November 2014. And then Michael Allen Ross said, well, wait, Tom's been on. I want to be on. So he was guest number 218 in 2015. And then Tom and Michael both said, well, we want to be on together. So you guys came back 835 back in 2017. And then Tom kind of left you aside and he came on back on with Bill Warner, uh, guest number 620. So yeah, you guys are kind of making this a habit, aren't you? Yeah, we we can't, we can't well, stay away from each other. Every every time, yeah, when we, when we appear on your show, our our ratings go way up, <laughs> and and checks just literally fly. Checks the just show up in the, in the in the mailbox. So does that mean, <laughs> uh, as your secretary, I'll explain this in a minute. I will start getting paid finally. Is that what it means, Tom? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll run it. Pass the board and see what they, they <laughs> the board. I'll, I'll tell you, listeners, something weird happens here. I get an email like every week from somebody trying to find Tom Carter, and they think for some reason he lives with me because I get an email saying, "Dear Tom," <laughs> so I forward it because I don't give away my guests' secret information or contacts, and I forward it to him and say, "Here's another one." And he says, "Gee, thanks, Mark. You're a nice secretary," and that's just kind of become a, a regular thing around here. Yeah, well, I, I do appreciate you. it. And, and as usual, I'll send you a box of chocolate-covered cherries at Christmas time. Well, I appreciate that. But, you know, when you were here, you left me something a little cooler. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But tell you what, guys. I, in fact, uh, my neighbor's been coming over, peeking in my window, trying to pilfer that uh, bottle of rum you left here. I'm going to give you guys an introduction. And we're going to dive into what you've been up to. Because you two characters, oh, my gosh, you've been having fun. So bear with me. I'm going to give you a little introduction here. Tom Cotter and Michael Allen Ross are in the middle of America's greatest road trip, a 7,000-mile adventure. They started in Key West, Florida, and it's taking them to Dead Horse, Alaska. They've been driving in a new Ford Bronco and pulling an Airstream trailer. These two characters are enjoying our country's two-lane back roads, looking for cool cars and interesting enthusiasts. Tom is an author of many books. He's writing his 18th automotive book. Uh, He's the host of Haggerty's Barn Find Hunter, and is currently restoring a 1964 Lotus Elan. Sorry about that. Michael is, <laughs> I had to dive that in. I've had a Lotus. Michael is a well-known automotive photographer and is documenting their journey. These two automotive enthusiasts, they gave me a call last Saturday and they showed up in my driveway with their Bronco and their trailer. And uh, they had their first non-peanut butter dinner 
here with my wife, Jill. We, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I hear they've been eating a lot of peanut butter sandwiches. We hosted them at our home uh, at the Cars yeah headquarters. We had a delicious Pacific Northwest meal, some fine wine, awesome conversation, and they finally got to sleep in some real beds that night. So I think we spoiled them a little bit. And we're going to be talking about revealing some secrets exposed in Tom's new book titled Secrets of the Barn Fine Hunter. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our sponsors. They put the food on the table. Tom doesn't because I haven't gotten a check from him yet. <laughs> we will be right back. Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover is especially engineered for moderate weather conditions, and it's treated with an extra UV-resistant formula. It's soft, it's breathable, and it's easy to store, all while pampering your paint, providing maximum UV rain and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, no worries. Simply add their gust guards for windy conditions to add extra protection to keep your cover in place. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their tradition since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft, too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code yeah 21 Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right. So get 10% off with free shipping by simply using the code yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. The great Dale Carnegie said, knowledge isn't power until it's applied. Zengen is an oil analysis kit that allows you to sample your engine's oil and gain valuable knowledge about your engine's inner health. Get your knowledge with a personalized detailed Zengen report today at only $39.95 and free shipping both ways. Your Zengen oil analysis costs less than an oil change and not only provides you with the knowledge of the inner workings of your engine, but then empowers you with options to avoid costly repairs or future breakdowns. Their easy-to-use sample kit takes less than five minutes to collect your sample and mail it back to the world-class labs. In only five days, they'll send you a link to your very own engine score via email. Your report measures 30 different data points, including lubricants, metals, contamination, additives, and a whole lot more. Zengen gives you knowledge, empowering you to avoid a future problem. One of those that you never knew was coming. Father's Day is coming and Zengen gives dad the gift of knowledge. What a gift. Give your dad his very own Zengen oil kit today and you'll make him smile. Visit ZengenScore.com and order your oil test kit. Use the code CARSYA20 and they'll give you 20% off your first two kits. Preventative knowledge and maintenance could save you thousands. And you'll rest better at night knowing your engine's condition is A-OK or maybe needs a little help. That's ZengineScore.com and use the code CARSYA20 today. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and provided a reasonable quote. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866 866- 
AC1, yeah, that's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, you characters, uh, let's talk a little bit about this adventure that you're on. So I'm going to start with Tom because something tells me he had something to do with the beginnings of this. Tell us about this great adventure you've uh, dragged Michael on and uh, has he ever threatened to run her to an airport and fly home? <laughs> Not yet. This idea has kind of been tossing around in my head for uh, well, you know, for much of my life, actually, I've, I've never driven to Alaska. This will be my seventh trip to Alaska, but I, I like to um, conceive of projects like this going to the extremes, you know, like just like, okay, what's the, the furthest east point that you can be at? And that's Key West. And what's the furthest northern point you can drive in America? And that would be Dead Horse, Alaska. Wow, that would be a heck of a trip. And so it kind of bounced around in my head for a while. What car do I take? You know, Michael and I have done road trip books, and, and the most recent one was driving a Model T across the United States on the Lincoln Highway from New York City to San Francisco. And so, you know, it's hard to top something like that. And so you know, maybe buy like an 80s Corvette and on, on Craigslist in Miami and then sell it on Craigslist in, Florida, in uh, Alaska. Maybe my Woody, you know, a Cobra. And then I said, you know, maybe take the, the car element out of it. Maybe, you know, make it, make it more about the trip than, than the car. And I called our friends at Ford and, and they were, um, well, I felt like, I, I felt like Carol Shelby. When, when Carol Shelby went to Henry Ford II and he said, I've got AC in my back pocket, which he didn't. Uh, <laughs> if you'll supply motors, I'll, I'll, I'll put them in an AC. And then he went to AC and said, I've got Ford in my back pocket <laughs> and he didn't. Well, I felt the same way with, with Ford and Airstream. Uh, but it all kind of worked out. And, uh, so, uh, you know, I think we're all having fun, including people in corporate headquarters watching our travels. Yeah. You guys have been documenting this and, uh, thanks to Michael, of course, and his prowess with online media and picture taking, which he does so well. Michael, uh, you know, this is another trip with this care. Obviously the first trip she took with him, you guys had a good time, but this one's a little different. You pulled up. I don't know why my security guard let you in here, by the way. I told him. To- just tell you I wasn't <laughs> home, but they let him in the gate. He, re- he recognized my blue glasses. That's what he said. I, I know you. <laughs> no, I think it was the bottle of rum you slipped him uh, is what it was. But um, at any rate, yeah, we always say we had a guy named Jack in the shack who was always on his back drinking uh, at night. But uh, that's another that's another story. But um, Michael, you know, this trip for you. You guys are sleeping in a trailer. You're the back roads of America. You've been hosting your uh, mug of the morning, which is cool. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on this trip. Well, you, you know, when, when Tom presented the, the trip, you know, I, as he does every time, I think he's absolutely crazy. But then I actually, and, but I also know after doing five books with him and, you know, five previous books with him, that it's usually a blast. We, you know, Tom comes with, with crazy ideas. And the opportunity is just, I mean, why wouldn't you do it? Um, because there's, there's, there's every day we go out there. It's something new. It's totally organic. It's totally random. We don't know how we're going to start. We don't know where we're going to end. And that's, that's exciting. You know, it's, it's, it's a cool thing to do. And I don't know where else you're going to get an opportunity like that. So 
um, based on the, the fact that, you know, previous experience, you know, we went into this thing and, you know, we both know that we have each other's back too. We know how to do this. You know, you go into it and uh, between you and me and the rest of the world who's listening right now, you know, I, I wouldn't rather, I, you know, I wouldn't be in a trench with anybody else, but, but Tom Cotter, you know, he, he's got your back. So, Aww. um, we go out and, and, and we do it and, and we have a blast. And I've got to tell you, the people that we meet, the people we've met in this project along the road and the stories that we have already are the type of thing that people would won't experience in a lifetime, yeah. you know, but here we have through, through our various sponsors and that sort of thing. That's, that's letting us go out there and tell this story about America and, and what it's really like out there right now in this moment. And um, it's a killer, killer experience. Well, this country is so unique because it's so vast and broad and big. And there's so many different cultures, really, throughout the country, depending on where you land. And I love the fact that you guys are not going on the main highways. You're the back roads, the little cafes, the diners, all this stuff. Tom, what what are a couple, maybe you can share a few uh, very interesting experiences you've encountered on this trip so far? Well, you know, based on um, staying off the interstates, you can get on the interstate highway in North Carolina and drive it to California on I-40 or I-80. And every exit is the same. Every exit has got the same franchise restaurants. So taking two-lane roads across the country in a big diagonal fashion, staying away from cities, uh, you meet people like Cindy, who in (laughs) at a diner in Alabama, which is rated as having the best food in town because, well, there was only two places in town that served food. And she's (laughs) worked at a diner for for 50 years, she's 65 years old, and uh, she's worked at this particular diner for uh, 13 years. And, and once she found out that we're doing a book, she brought us, you know, an extra glass of iced tea and uh, a cherry uh, uh, cherry cobbler and all this free stuff. And she just sat there and told us about her life, you know, about her grandchildren. Yeah. And, you know, like, she's never been interviewed. People don't come off the road and interview her. The people that go in there are the local farmers that live in that area. And, and so we can bring a little bit of life to that lady's life. It, it has been an amazing event where people in the middle America, they're not bringing up politics at all. It's all about Americans just going through the motions of everyday life. Yeah. Blue collar, hardworking, proud people. Yeah, it's it's wonderful when you stop and ask somebody about themselves, and especially you know, big cities are are kind of different. Not to put them down, but sometimes people are cold and isolated. I know uh, just north of me here, Seattle, there's this thing called the Seattle Freeze, where they talk about nobody looks at you or talks to you. And I think there's a lot of big cities like that. But when you get into small towns and you walk in, and you just smile at somebody. It opens some doors, right, Michael? Oh yeah, I, I, Tom brought up a really good point. It's it's the type of thing. I think it's a real it's a give and a take, you know, I mean, we're experiencing their life a little bit. And at the same time, they're kind of looking at us like, what are you guys doing? And they're <laughs> genuinely interested in what we're doing too. So there's really a wonderful exchange that happens between, you know, in these brief moments that we come together, you know, and I think that that's the, the good thing. I mean, we're coming into their life and they're coming into our life for this brief moment. And um, hopefully we put a, a, as many smiles on their faces as, as they're putting on ours, you know, as we go through this. So Michael, tell me maybe one interesting, because you've had so many uh, interesting experience that you've encountered that you kind of put you back a little bit and went, wow, that was cool. Well, you know, I, some people know, some people don't realize that I've been, I was a musician for a long time. And as we were going into Alabama, um, I turned to Tom, I said, you know, we got to go to Muscle Shoals. <laughs> and he said, he looked at me, he's like, 
tell me what you're talking about. So we went, we went to the recording studios. There's a whole story. If you Google Muscle Shoals and, and learn about these session players in this incredible studio and the amount of hits that came out of this little small studio room, we had the opportunity to take a tour in there. And the vibe in that room for me was just <laughs> incredible. Um, just, uh, yeah, I walked, it was like, okay, this is, a. Uh, um, so I'm a hot rodder that's that's been to Bonneville, and now I'm a musician that's been to Muscle Shoals. You know, a really cool experience. And then, you know, and and Tom Tom will tell you. I mean, it's just one thing after another. There, we have so many. Tom, I, I don't know. If we could expand for. I don't know how long you want the show and how much we want to give away. <laughs> but that was one, just one little cool thing for me, and uh, uh, something I will I will never forget. Yeah, it's cool. Well, Michael, you know, I've known you for about seven years now. We run into each other at car events and photo events. We were talking about when we were last at the last rent sport, and you and I were together with uh, Jesse Alexander, the great photographer we lost not too long ago, and together and a great picture and thoughts and talking. I'm standing here, and I love photography, but I'm nowhere near as talented as you and, and Jesse, but I've, I've known of your photography forever, and every time I pick up a Porsche Panorama or another book, I always go, oh, that's a Michael shot. I just I just know that. So um, I, I've enjoyed having you around. It's been great fun. And, you know, for you, Tom, of course, I've got all your books and you've been on the show so many times. And we're going to talk a little bit about this next book after our commercial break coming up here in a little bit. But for you guys, and you can start in here, Tom, the the essence of this trip, what is really behind this trip? What what do you want to accomplish? Is this for a new book? Is that your goal? Yeah, this is this will be a book and actually the book, you know, it, it, we're so far ahead of the game. It's already got a title, a subtitle, publisher, and everything is in place. But the name of the book is America's Greatest Road Trip. That's the title. And the subtitle is Key West to Dead Horse. And uh so it's it's a book it, it, we're not the first people to make this trip, but it appears to be we're one of the first people to document it and write about it. So uh, yeah, I feel I feel you know proud, and I think you know what Michael brings to the table is outstanding photography, and you know I'll try to match that with the words, and hopefully give people take take a million people along for the ride with us. <laughs> well, I tell you, I was I was really happy when Michael contacted me on Saturday and he go, hey, Mark, uh, are you up here? And there, there was a car show locally. It was about a, it's about an hour and a half from my house, but it was up at uh, Same Michelle Winery. It was with the Avance Group, Adam Kramer's publication. He's been a guest on the show, and I've had several people who work in the Avance program. Now that whole thing has grown, and they had a car show on Saturday. And Michael, I unfortunately I was going to go. I everything. In fact, they invited me to. Bring my orange crush, which, uh, as you two know, the morning you left, uh, sold on Brenda Trailer. That's another story. They could tell, they could see me biting my nails that morning when they were here. But, uh. but, um, Michael said, you know, um, we're in the neighborhood. Maybe we get together. And so I said, yeah, for sure. And I hung up and I said, hey, Jill, uh, these two guys have been on my show. They're here. Uh, they want to get together. And she goes, oh, are we going to go out to dinner? And I said, you know, they've been on the road forever. Why don't we cook them a home cooked meal? And, Offer them to stay the night and take a shower because they probably smell terrible. And, uh, and so she said, she said, now who are these guys? And I said, well, they've been on, they're guests of cars. Yeah, they're family. And she went, okay, that sounds like fun. And, uh, yeah, and you guys pulled up and, uh, we, yeah, I tell you, it was so much fun to have you here. We really enjoyed it. Well, I'm, I'm glad we didn't yeah, we disappoint did on the smell factor. <laughs> 
Yeah, you were great. Yeah, but you know, we got two showers, it, it, so we it, they scrubbed down well. By the way, audience, <laughs> we didn't have to hose them off before they came in the house. It, it was nice to have like a little family involvement. At, you know, after having just been two of us on the road and a bunch of strangers, it, it felt like we were going home for twenty four <laughs> hours. That was super. Well, it, yeah, again. It, 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 it was a it was a wonderful evening, and and please thank Jill for us. I mean, that's that's the spawn. I know what that's like being very, you know, everybody there. Everyone's got their little their castle, right, and yeah. and everything, and and all of a sudden just to be that spontaneous and and invite us in, and uh, that was something very special. So well, uh, I'll, we will, we'll both remember that for a long time. Well, us too, and I'll tell you, listeners, uh, you know, we have a. A couple guest rooms, my kids' old rooms, and so uh, one of them has a bunk bed because we turned it into a room for my grandson, basically, when he comes to visit. And so I said, so which of you guys is going to climb the ladder and sleep up on the bunk bed? And I think uh, Michael drew the short straw there, but uh, it wasn't too bad, huh? <laughs> well, you know, I, I was the youngest of three boys, and I was the guy that ended up with the bunk beds. Yeah. And I was a kid, and I always slept on the top once. It was just like, you know, it was like old home week all yeah. at the same time, you yeah. know, after you really, you really made me feel like I was at home. Well, that's good. I, I told Jill and I told Michael, I said, well, you know, if we hear a crash at night, he's, he's falling off the bunk bed. And uh, she said, well, he said he slept on it before, so he'll just have to figure out how to get back up and get back up there. So um, <laughs> for sure. And then, of course, we all woke up to no power, which was kind of a bummer. But uh, I, I told these guys, listeners, you know, that's how we get rid of guests. We just turn the power off. Works really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a short break and thank our sponsor. To come back, I want to talk about this new book because you guys were so kind to leave this book with me. The new book, Secrets of the Barn Fine Hunter by Tom Cotter, of course. It's got an introduction by Mikhail Haggerty. He's been a guest on the show before, and Haggerty is one of the sponsors of your guys' venture. Ford Motor Company, of course. Motorbooks published this book. Uh, Airstreams, another one. So uh, sit tight. We'll be right back, and we're going to learn some secrets if you want to get out there on the road and find your secret car. We'll be right back. You listeners know I've been into car care my entire life. I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail order catalog company has grown into a multi-website based e-commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. AutoGeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. 
and be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe, that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. So we're back. So I want to talk more about this book because since you've left, I've been able to sit down and spend some time going through it. And you give up a lot of secrets of how you've spent a lifetime and you, Michael, tagging along and taking pictures and learning from him of how somebody goes about and finds cars in barns. Now, I did take you out in my garage and you got to the little barn find of my orange crush that my listeners have learned about. And uh, d- did uh, the car hold up to your impressions of what you've heard about it? Wow. You know, if, if I had that kind of loot, I would have been bidding on it Sunday morning. <laughs> it, it, it's an amazing, it was an amazing car and, and, the, and the paint had such depth to it. I didn't know it was metallic. I didn't know it was, it was a pearl. It was, it was fabulous. And I, I feel glad you sold it. I feel sad you sold it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the way we all feel when we let cars go, right? Yeah. 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 Car, to me, cars are like friends. And it, it's hard to get rid of a friend like that. Yeah, well, it's been been in our family for about 13 years, so uh, definitely so. So let's talk about this book. Now, you're giving away secrets in the book that you've known because you've been the, you are the barn find hunter. So maybe we talk a little bit about some of those secrets because the way you put this book together is kind of unique. It was different than what I thought it was going to be. So walk us through a little bit of what the book's all about. Well, you know, people have said, oh, don't you, you know, you're giving away these secrets, don't you afraid that people are going to run away with all these cars? Well, first of all, I don't want to buy any more cars. I've, <laughs> I've had enough cars. To me, the hunt is as rewarding as the, as the you know, the find, as finding the cars is rewarding as owning it. I don't need to own it. So, I'm not worried about uh, people taking my, uh, you know, these, these, these ideas, these tactics and finding cars because there's plenty. I am, I can't stress this enough. There are so many cars that have yet to be discovered. You know, the ones that are sitting outside, well, they're kind of easy to find. The challenge is finding the ones that are inside and they're less exposed to elements and they're probably in better shape. But, you know, what, I, what I've what i tried to write down in that book is tactics that I've used since I was a kid. I mean, this is this is not anything new. Um, it, it's, it's stuff, these are things that I've started to do when I was 12 years old, riding home school on the bus and I'd see a car in somebody's driveway and then I'd go back on the weekend on my bicycle and talk to them. I couldn't buy it, but it was, wow, I was finding cars. It was, it all started out. Rod and custom magazine had a column called vintage tin. And here I'm a, a kid on long Island, uh, surrounded by rust. And I'm just so jealous of these guys on the West coast because 
they're finding 32 Ford Roadsters behind barns and they're rust free. Plus, California guys had beautiful girlfriends. They had surfing and they had Coors beer. They had everything I didn't have on the East Coast. So, and, and finding old cars was just a part of that. Um, and so there's, there's plenty of cars out there. And I, I think I've given enough tips about how to go about finding them. But the biggest one is you've got to sell yourself. You've got to be a salesman. If you want to buy that Camaro Z28, that guy's carport, he gets approached by all sorts of people every week. But if you can sell yourself as a worthy next custodian of that car, you have a better chance than somebody just knocking on the door and, and yeah, you want to sell it. So that, you know, that, that's, you know, you have to be a salesman. Yeah. Michael, you've tagged along with this character, Tom, here for a long time. What are some of the tricks mm. and tips you've learned watching him in action? Well, you, you know, the thing with Tom is that he, he just doesn't stop. He is so genuinely excited about what he does that he can't stop it. He's like a, he's like that kid. I get him. I get picture him as a kid on his bicycle or his skateboard or whatever it was trying to find cars. And that's exactly what he's doing today. I, um, uh, I've mentioned that his neck turns left or right farther than anybody I've ever known. <laughs> he can spot a car from farther away than I, it, you know, the tiniest little detail. He'll be go like, Oh, that's a, what's call it. And next thing you know, we're doing a U-turn. And, um, when we get to these places, he's just so genuine. We have a, we have a routine when we, when we pull into someone's driveway and it's, Basically, Tom becomes the salesman. Mm -hmm. He goes out there and he, and he approaches them. He has certain things. He, he keeps his hands out of his pockets. He has a, takes a nice, you know, slow pace and has to go in and, you know, he's, he's walking in cold. I mean, right. especially, you know, it, it, it's tough to walk into a driveway. You don't, you know, I've seen a dog go after him. Um, <laughs> we've had, you know, we've, we've had our moments, you know, where, where people aren't all that friendly, you know, but, um, he is that salesman, and he and he's and that's and he's still that kid that's that's looking for the cool car. Yeah, and um and that's just a genuine organic thing with him, and you can't you can't take it away from him. And he's you know had a tremendous opportunity to to, to share that with other people. You know, Jill Jill had not my wife Jill has not met you guys before, and I, I know you guys, but um she said after you left, she goes, "What fun guys! I mean, they're just so easy to talk to." And and she's not really much of a car gal, but she said, "You know, they didn't overload me with car talk. We t you guys asked some great personal questions of Jill where she lived and grew up and what happened, and uh, I think that's what's great about both you guys. You have a genuine interest in people, and their lives the secret. And Tom, you said something to us when you were here because we walked in the garage. Both both my cars, my M3 and the turbo, were covered, and and you said something about you know I can always kind of play a little game. I can tell what's underneath a car cover, and you told me about one car that somebody said, "Oh, you'll never guess this one," but you guessed it, right? You know, if if I go into a building or and and, a, and a, there's a car covered there, and all covered with dust, and it's got a car cover that's been on it for a long time, and the owner wants to pull it off to show me the car, I said, "No, please don't." Let me guess what it is. And, you know, <laughs> it's kind of easy if it's a Jaguar E-Type yeah. or a 53 Corvette. You know, you can feel the headlight grills on the front. You can feel the teeth on the, on the, on the grill. You, it's, that's, that's not hard to do. Or, you know, a Pontiac, you can tell by the, the taillights and the grill. So there, there are telltale marks that you can feel and look and kind of search with your fingers. But, this guy said, you'll never 
get this one. Mm-hmm. You'll never. I said, oh yeah, let's see. So you know, it was a sports car. It was a hard top. You know, it had a pointy nose, a pointy tail. Like kept on feeling around the headlights, the grill, and and after a while, and this is all on on you know, camera guys are in there. You know, my my camera crew from Haggerty is there, and they're they're filming this, and I'm on the bubble, and I said, okay, this is going to be a crazy one, but but this is uh, an Italia uh, <laughs> slash Omega slash Griffith, and Whoa. he said, oh my God, that's what it was. <laughs> well, you know, there's probably ten of those in the country, but it, you know, I kind of knew it. My my fingers have eyes. Yeah. Well, you've been around a lot of cars. You know, I like to ask all my guests a question about one special vehicle in their life, a story. You've had many, many, Tom, but could you maybe just for today pick out, let's say, I'm going to narrow this down to this trip you've been on. Has there been one car you've come across that kind of tugged on your heart a little bit so far? Because you're not in Alaska yet. You're you're about halfway there. So we're in the Northwest now, so... Yeah, I have to tell you, this is this book and this trip is not about finding old cars. Although we were, we are finding old cars. It's about road trips. But you know, if we see a cool car, we'll stop. If we see a cars and coffee, we'll stop. But it's also about farmers and waitresses. You know, so but uh, I would say not having stopped looking at cars. The, I guess the one that jumps out at me is is uh, in the Black Hills of uh, South Dakota. You know, driving around pickup truck land, there's a Porsche. Oh my God, there's a Porsche up on a hill in a guy's yard. So we pull up there and it's a 912, 1966, uh, 100% complete, 35 years left outside, much of that time in a grapevine. He said you couldn't see it when the, when the leaves were in bloom. Uh, sad case. It could be, you know, 10 years ago, you would have thrown that car away. Now it's worthy of restoration, but you know, cool story friendly man that had it. So that's the one that jumps out at me right now. Cool. Now, Michael, when you were here, you pulled out your phone. You got a new car in your garage. You found this pretty darn cool. And it ties back to somebody who's been on this show before. Tell us about this cool ride you've acquired. Well, you know, I'm, um, yeah, I just got, I, I, I spotted this car about eight years ago. Um, when I was visiting, uh, Steve Moles shop, Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I walked in there for the first time, and I was like, "Wow, it's a really cool shoebox out there." And uh, Steve Mole, Steve goes, "Oh yeah, that's my son's car. It's, that's his daily driver." I'm like, "Okay." So about two months ago now, the time is going quickly. I um, uh, stopped in uh, to say hi over there, and I spot the car not in a normal parking spot, and it's, and it's across the street in the metal shop, and it's surrounded by a bunch of other cars with a with a layer of dust on it. And Michael comes walking in, and, and uh, I said, Michael, what's going on with this car? He says, ah, I've got too many cars. I said, well, listen, if you ever want to sell that car, you have to talk. He goes, I'll sell it to you right now. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I have um, taken possession of a, of a really super cool 51 um, uh, Club Coupe, uh, which everyone calls a shoebox, mm-hmm. shoebox Ford. Uh, it does have the, the backseat, the club, the club coupe has the backseat. A lot of them were also known as uh, businessman coupes, businessman's coupes, but yeah. they did not have the backseat. But, I mean, Michael just dialed that car in just so subtly and so nicely, removed a lot of chrome. Um, the stance on it is just right. I love the fact that it has incredible curb appeal, but it's all old school. Underneath it all, it's still a six-volt. It's a, it's a flathead V8. 
It's um, three on the tree. It's got dual exhaust with glass packs on it. And it's, you know, um, when I was on a trip with Tom, I was like, I couldn't wait to come home and, and start the car. So I think I'm going to do that as soon as I get off this call. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a sweet ride. I mean, he showed me some photos of it. I'm like, oh, it just has a neat, well, of course, mole. I mean, that whole shop, what those guys do. Uh, he was a very early guest. It's been a long time. I need to get him back on or maybe a, you know, his son would be a good one to have on um, mm -hmm. as a guest here. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's a beautiful car. I love the color, kind of a silvery blue light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind yeah, of. I mean, yeah, it's just real light blue metallic. It goes with the uh, the blue eyeglasses that Michael always has on. You know, <laughs> he's got those blue eyeglasses, and uh, yeah, it, it to me when I looked at you and that picture, and knowing it, it's that's a good car for you. Yeah, uh, you know, you see oh, cars with you. people. Thank it's you. like. You know, it's like Tom with a Cobra and what <laughs> they just go together. Right. Right. <laughs> they got to be yep. got to be. So this journey back to the journey. So uh, you guys are in the Pacific Northwest. You're going to park the rig for a little bit. You're heading back to your homes and then you're going to come back and go the next giant leg of the journey. When will that be happening? Well, yeah, we divided the trip into three legs. And so we've just completed the first leg, uh, Key West to Seattle, and we'll take a month off. Michael has his personal life to take care of. I have my personal life to take care of. And, and we'll, we'll meet back here mid-July. And the second leg will be from Seattle to Fairbanks, Alaska, up the Alcant Highway. And, and then we'll go immediately to the third leg, which is the, the roughest part of the trip, which would be uh, Fairbanks to Dead Horse, which if you ever uh, watch the show uh, called Ice Road Truckers, you've seen how rough conditions can be for these big rigs, oil trucks, and whatever, driving back and forth on this icy road. We'll be driving on that road, but it won't be ice. It'll be potholes and gravel and rocks and broken windshields and flat tires. And moose. And uh, so <laughs> we're going to leave bears. the Airstream trailer parked in Fairbanks. Oh, grizzly bears, polar bears. We're going to leave the Airstream trailer parked in Fairbanks uh, and just take the Bronco up because I'm afraid if, if the trailer breaks in some way, We'll be 200 miles from a welding shop. It, it won't be a, a good day. So we're going to just buff it in the truck. Wow. Well, this will be pretty cool. And with this next leg, uh, how can people follow along this great adventure? Because I've been following you. I've been watching your posts and so forth. And uh, you guys have garnered uh, a lot more viewers along this trip too, right? Yeah, that's that's Michael's world right there. Yeah, Michael, tell me about that. Because when you were here, you went, whoa, look at this. Where did all these views come from in these watchers? Well, you, you know, it's, it's um, we've been sharing a lot on. It's easy to find Tom at uh, if you're on Instagram uh, at uh, at the Barn Find Hunter Tom Cotter. If you put if you put in those, you're going to find him on Facebook on Tom Cotter, and you can find stuff on my Instagram account as well as at Michael Allen Ross. And we've been putting in uh, different different posts. We've been putting in stories and all that thing along the way. And um, yeah, numbers seem to people seem to be very engaged. The, the reason we're being able to we're able to stay on top of this is because we've really kind of put some things together. Where you imagine there's two front seats in the, in this Bronco, and we're cruising, and at the same time, whatever we've just shot or what we did last night is going up, in, you know, almost in real time. To, to let people know what we're doing and um, and people are, are just loving it, you know, uh, makes it feel like they're along for the ride, you know, and that's and it's great because we feel like they're along for the ride, too, because they, you know, they're sending in comments and that sort of thing. And um, Tom has also got a couple other things going on in his uh, that are um, that are out there that uh, his numbers are, are, are soaring right now. But it's so really it's so 
rewarding to see that people are engaged and excited about what we're doing. That's that's the cool thing. Well, you're making it fun. Like I mentioned, your uh, morning mug shots. And I'll tell you, listeners, uh, we put some car mugs out for the guys and Sunday morning for coffee. And of course, Michael went right to the Rensport mug. Uh, you know, that was the first one he grabbed. So yeah, that's mine. That's one. He's, you were nice enough to post, yeah. post a, a post of the mug here at, uh, Carja headquarters, Casa Verde. As we call yeah, it. it's become my little thing. I've got a coffee, got a coffee zone, you know? So Tom's been really, uh, trying to, he, he knows that Michael needs his coffee and he's embraced that. And we go out and find really cool. We, we saw the coolest coffee shops are across the country. They're everywhere. And it's really such a great community. The coffee people come together, and, and we found some great stories there as well. Oh, absolutely. I always ask my guests for a little parting words of advice or wisdom. I'm going to start with you, Tom. When you think about this trip so far, what is a what is maybe a, a, a word of inspiration or advice for people that maybe aren't so brave as you to go out and try something like this that might get them to, to go out and get in their car and drive across this great country or even across the other side of their city or somewhere and sit down in a coffee shop and talk to some people. What would you say to them? Well, I think that it's, it's part, kind of part of the uh, American dream is, is, is road trips. And, you know, if you think about the early settlers going across the country in wagons, and you think about Chevy Chase and the movie Vacation, and, you know, road trips are just part of America. I don't think people in, in, in Italy or, you know, in uh, England necessarily do road trips or at least anywhere near the scale we can. So we have this amazing piece of property called the United States. And if you could do a, a long trip, do it. But if you can only do a short trip, do that one too. There's so much to be seen. And one thing I noticed when we took the Model T trip a couple of years ago, other smells. When we get in an air-conditioned car and go on an interstate highway, we're, we're sealed off in these little containers and you miss the smells. Mm -hmm. But when you're driving a Model T, it's an open car and you drive it through farm. You could smell farmers cutting hay and you could smell the first raindrops hitting the ground. And, and you can go past little league games and hear a, a, a ball hitting a bat. It's like, wow, these are things that you miss, you know, when you drive in these little cubicles. So, you know, open the windows, put the top down, hit the country. Yeah. Michael, what's, uh, what are your thoughts on this trip so far that you can inspire some listeners to get in their vehicles? And I mean, we're coming up here in the summer. It's time to get out and go. Of course, you got to take out a loan to fill your gas tank right now. That's a little bit heavy right. hitting. But what would you say to, to listeners out there to inspire them to get out on the road and enjoy this great country? Well, that's the thing. I mean, just before we started this trip, I had the opportunity to um, travel with my wife through Europe and to some absolutely beautiful, incredible places. Great. But coming back here and getting in the car and driving America, you really start to, to understand what this place is. And it is like no other country out there. It is a massive, beautiful country that so many of us miss. We spoke to people in these towns that have never left their town, that have been to maybe two other states. Um, Tom and I are both very fortunate that we've had the opportunity to be many places. But... Just getting in the car and taking, there's so much opportunity and so many things to see within the United States. And we'd like to inspire people to go back there and do it, you know. And, 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 and my other little tip is take as many, bring a camera, but whatever it is, whether it's your, your phone or whatever it is, capture those moments. You're going to see things. You're going to see skies that you've never seen. You're going to see faces you've never seen. You're going to see a great cup of coffee and a piece of pie that you'll never have again. <laughs> 
and and document it, you know, because you're going to want to talk about it. It's a it's a it's a great, fabulous country, and so many of us don't even know what it is. And just go out there and see it. Just do it. Exactly. Great advice from you guys. And I'll add this: when you go to places that you've never been to, smile and ask somebody about their life. You'll be amazed what you learn. So that's a great addition. So I'm going to put links to these guys. They're easy to find at the Barn Find Hunter, uh, at Michael Allen Ross. You can find links to their websites as well. Uh, you can find all of Tom's books on Amazon. Uh, I think there's 18 plus of them now, something like that. I, I really encourage you listeners to get a hold of this new book, Secrets of the Barn Find Hunter. I'll put a link to you can do a quick, easy click to buy. They're, it's published by our friends at Motorbooks. They brought me so many great books on this show. So I want to thank them as well. Guys, hey, thanks for stopping and spending a little time here at Casa Verde, uh, World Headquarters of Cars. Yeah, was a very nice treat to have you guys here. Uh, I wish you the best of luck and fun. We'll be following you, of course. Safe travels. Vaya con Dios. Uh, thank you for being so generous with your time and sharing a little bit of your trip with our listeners today and with uh, Jill and I, too. This was tremendous. Until we talk again, I guess I'll see you guys down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thanks, Mark. This was great. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.